is up, folks? It's your guy, Thomas Gahan, TG, here for Ice Cold Sports with my main man, the 2018 Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Colorado from Rock Canyon High School and the University of Northern Colorado, Sam Masson. How you doing, Sam? TG, my boy. What's up, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Uh, we had the terrible snowstorm a couple days ago, but feeling better. It's uh, almost tournament time. Feels nice. Feels great. We had another piece of was the 2016-2017 team on uh, on Monday with Colin. I actually, I actually uh, read an article the other day. They they listed that exact squad as the greatest team in Cardinal High School history to never win a state championship. Really? That's like a, that's like a confirmed uh, in my head. I just made that up, but that's a confirmed fact in my mind. I I believe that. To me, it is. Yeah. No. To me. To me too. It is. Yes, it is. Never forget May Sports Center. Never uh, forget, bro. People don't forget. Tell me. Yeah, that's right. Uh, big, big weekend. Obviously, we've missed March Madness so much. Uh, this is part two of our preview here. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the bracket? I mean, I thought, honestly, I was just excited just to see a bracket. Like, being a kid whose last year our conference tournament was canceled, and then the, from the time we got home, I get off the plane and to find out there's literally no tournament at all. The whole thing was just done just to see like a bracket in my hands and get on CBS and print one out. That was good. I felt beautiful. really good. Is my initial thoughts. I thought it was good. I, I, um, I would have liked to see CSU in it, honestly, just because I thought that would have been cool, but I thought they did a good job for the most part. There was a lot of interesting matchups, a lot of like interesting potential matchups. So I thought it was really good. The committee knew what they were doing for sure. I think so too. I think they knew what they're doing by not putting in Colorado state. You and Colin, two peas in the pod talking about how you wish Colorado state would have made it. I don't know about that one. Obviously yeah, I, I'm biased. I just thought it would, it would have been crazy to see CU and CSU both in it. I thought that would have that's been true. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, speaking of CU, let's start there. CU yeah. Georgetown, uh, big matchup five twelve. The, uh, for the most part, it seems like the national media and America in general has been picking Georgetown, uh, do you think that's the way it's going to go, or do you think the Buffs can pull it out there? Yeah, um, obviously tough draw for CU. I mean, Georgetown's playing well. Yeah. Honestly, though, I like CU. I mean, we this is a little insider scoop. We literally played them this year, and they are very good. McKinley Wright is probably the most underappreciated player in all of college basketball. Like that man, he can go get thirty pretty much on any given night if he really wants to. And so I think he'll be. I think he'll be pretty much unguardable. I think Georgetown, they're kind of one of those teams where they won the Big East, but, like, they kind of got lucky. I mean, they barely snuck past Villanova. Villanova didn't have their two guys. And then, you know, somehow steamrolled Creighton in the championship. But, I mean, that is what it is. So I really do think CU is going to get past. Um, I mean, it's, it looks tough on paper, but I still like the Buffs. I agree. I agree. Obviously, I'm very biased, but I agree. Um, speaking of teams that you played, one of the teams that the games I have circled for this weekend uh, yep. is Texas Tech, Utah State. Um, I think that the Aggies are kind of a wagon, and I kind of like them in this matchup against Texas Tech. You know, I tell you what, firsthand, Utah State is one of the biggest teams in the country. 
Like Kata, that man is, they list him at like 6'11", or he's got to be 7'1", with just a 7'6 wingspan. Like, he's a behemoth. But the thing about Utah State is the way they play, like, they're so, like, tough, and they're just not going to beat themselves. And so I would like them in a, a lot of matchups, but one I don't like them in is Texas Tech. And I say that because Texas Tech plays the exact same way. They're built on, like, this, like, toughness, and they're not going to beat themselves, and they just got a bunch of big physical dudes. And so they're going to be able to match up, I think, pretty well with Utah State. And so I think it's just going to come down to literally Texas Tech, their guard play, I think, is just better than Utah State's, in my, in my opinion. I don't know who's going to guard Mac McClung, honestly. That kid is – he's the real deal. That's going to be a mismatch for sure. Uh, I still I think Utah State has – I think Texas Tech is kind of underplayed a lot of the year. And yeah. That Utah State can uh, – that they're a team that is very – you're right, very tough to play. And they, I think they're going to make it through. That's just my – that's one of my upset picks. Personally. Okay. What do you think – when you look at the regions, what do you think as your – what do you think is the toughest region to get through? Um, my toughest region to me – I know you, Colin broke it down. He said the South. To me, it's the East. And when I look at this region, I just think, I think there's so much like depth one through four in this region. Um, honestly, like I like Florida State just as much as I like anybody. I mean, I watched them play. They got a bunch of length. They got a bunch of size, a bunch of athleticism. And I think they're well coached. They're always, Florida State to me is always that team that like, they just gradually seem to make a run and like nobody really notices. Like, even when there's all these upsets, like Florida State just always seems to take care of business. I love Alabama. Nate Oates is like one of the coolest coaches in college basketball. Oh, Michigan, yeah. obviously, Isaiah Livers, this whole situation, that'll be interesting to see. I mean, you even look at like the 8-9, LSU, St. Bonaventure. Those are both teams that are very, very capable of making a run. Texas, I mean, they're having their best season in a long time. And Shaka's kind of on the hot seat. So he's going to – not on the hot seat, but he has been. He was on the hot seat. Now he's kind yeah, of so off. he's going to – he's – I mean, and it, it would be very unfortunate for him to have a good season like this and then get bounced early. So you know they'll be locked in. And then, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a huge Michigan State guy. And so I see that. Michigan State, I mean, they've shown they can literally beat anyone in the country this year. So, I mean, there's no reason they can't make a run either. So I would say the East. I think the East has the most teams that are capable of making it, making a run. And it's like, it's honestly kind of wide open, especially with Michigan without having livers. Like, I mean, you could make the case Alabama's probably the favorite. But then after that, I mean, anybody could really make a run, in my opinion. I could see that. Um, in Zaga, a lot of people are saying they have the easiest, they have basically a cakewalk to the tournament. Yeah. Uh, into the, to the championship, or at least to the final four. Do you see it that way? Do you think Gonzaga, they uh, deserve that much hype? Yes, I, I do. I do. I've watched Gonzaga a lot this year. And even when they're playing in the WCC, they just roll teams. But then when you look at the region, I mean, you got Oklahoma, Missouri, 8-9. I don't know if you just saw. Literally, this came out about 30 minutes ago. Little Goodman insider info. Davion Harmon from Oklahoma tested positive. So he's I not playing. That. So one of Oklahoma's better players is not in the lineup. So if they get past Missouri and Gonzaga plays them, it's like they're playing a weak Oklahoma team. Well, and then it's like you look Missouri. at the Sweet Yeah, I mean, and then you look past the Sweet 16 and, and you got Virginia or Creighton. I mean, Gonzaga already dogged Virginia, just absolutely smacked yeah. them earlier this year. And then you could either they could either see, you know, potentially Kansas or Iowa in the grade eight. And it's like they've already beaten the both those teams pretty handedly too. That's true. Although early on in the season doesn't really mean look back a few years ago. I think this I heard this the other day. Uh, you, you saw Oklahoma smack Villanova 
and then yep. turn around the final four and then Villanova smacks Oklahoma. So it can really, you know, early season to the final four can, you know, make a big difference, but you're right. Yeah. They, they have shown the track record that they're able to come through and kind of bulldoze down the competition. I think they, they have a, I think that they're my favorite to come out of the West for sure. Do you think Baylor is right now the weakest one seat with how they played lately? I would say, in my opinion, I would say Michigan's the weakest one seed just because of the Isaiah Livers incident. But if you throw Isaiah Livers back in the lineup for Michigan, then yes, I would say Baylor. I think Baylor, they had a couple, you know, shaky losses to end the year. I mean, they in the Big 12 tournament, they weren't impressive. I mean, they honestly almost lost to K-State. K-State is horrific. And then, you know, you get down there and they lost Oklahoma State, who didn't end up winning it. But, yeah, I think Baylor's one of those teams where – they were playing really well early and they got put on a, a COVID shutdown and it kind of lost, they lost a lot of rhythm. They lost a lot of flow. And so now they're trying to get all that back. But as of right now, going into the tournament, especially based off what I've seen from Illinois, I would say Baylor's the weakest one seed. I think Illinois is probably the strongest one seed at this point. Uh, I guess you could argue Gonzaga, but I think yeah. Illinois, Illinois is my favorite to win it all. I love Illinois. Yes. Illinois, they, bro. I love Illinois. The whole like swagger. I mean, Everybody talks about Coburn and Desumu, but literally my favorite player in Illinois is Corbello. Oh, yeah. That guy comes off the bench, and he is just sheer electricity. Like, he seemed, whenever Illinois needs to make a play, that guy makes a play. And it's just like, it's just an electric factory they got going on over there. I and mean, I look, Brad Underwood, I think, sick too. I, I like Illinois a lot. It's, it's, Illinois is stacked all the way around. Yeah. They dominate you on the boards. And if you, even when they had Coburn out, they were no. Then it was Cobra was in, but um, uh, Coy was uh was out, and yeah. they still beat up on Michigan that first time around. No, yeah, they can play. They have so many like guards that are just so like good in transition. They can run with you, or if you're just a slow it down team. I mean, they got potentially the best big man in the country in uh, Coburn, and so it's like they can match up either way. They can play any style. It's like they got that toughness about them. I love Illinois. Agreed. Um, is there any first round matchups you look at that you really, really like, like you think right, TG, is- I got, I got four, I got four first round matchups that I circled that I'm just juiced. Hit him with me. First one, hit me with- first one, St. Bonaventure LSU. And I look at this one and it's like, LSU is coming off a very good SEC tournament run. They took yes. down Arkansas and then they should have beat Alabama. That game was so sick. Like that. I, I was loving that. That shit was awesome. And they got Cam Thomas, who's like one of the best scorers in the country. Very good. They got a lot of they got a lot of pieces. But then you look at St. Bonaventure, and they're kind of an under the radar team. It's like you see SEC, LSU, and then you're like St. Bonaventure. You're like, ah, I'm probably just gonna pick LSU. But it's like St. Bonaventure is one in the country. This is this is a fun fact for you, TG. They're top fifty in offensive and defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. So St. Bonaventure, they can play. And the A10, it's not like the A10 is just a terrible. terrible no, you're right. A10 is 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 the one step below a uh, a major conference and one step above a mid-major in yep. a lot of ways. I mean, that's I love... Right. So that's my first one. My second one, Villanova Winthrop. Yes. And I... Villanova, like, that game... Villanova would have been a top three seed if Gillespie was playing. Probably would have been a two seed, honestly. Gillespie's out. Moore is, like, coming back from an ankle injury. They're wheeling. And Winthrop is, literally has lost one game. Like, they are a wagon. They got a guy that Chandler – I looked this guy up, Chandler Vaudrin. He literally, like, almost averages a triple-double. Like, he's nice. 
And so I'm like, you know, I mean, but Villanova, you know, Jay Wright's going to have them ready to go. It's like that. You've got to remember, they were literally like a top five team before Gillespie got hurt. So it's like, it's not like Villanova is just going to be terrible either, but that's going to be a very good game. I'm excited about that one. I love Winthrop. I love that game. I think Winthrop is one of my favorite upset picks of okay. the tournament coming up here. Yeah, I could see it. And then my third one, Carolina, Wisconsin, I think. That's going to be just a bad – I don't know if that's going to be a good game. Carolina has the biggest team I've ever seen in my life. They have, like, seven guys that play that are all over 6'10 and just absolutely bang down low and just crash the boards. But then, you know, you also – Wisconsin's got, like, every single one of their team is literally above 26 and has played in, like, over 200 games. And they're just – they're old as shit. And so I really like that matchup. And my last one that I had was Loyola-Georgia Tech. Yes. And you look at it, you look at it, and it's like, one, Loyola is going to really need this game because they win, they play Illinois. And that's like the whole battle for the state or whatever. But it's like, yeah. Loyola, they got the number one defense in the country. I know you guys already talked about that. But then you look at it, and it's like, they got Cameron Crutwig, third team All American versus Moses Wright, who's the ACC player of the year. So it's like a big time matchup. And then Georgia Tech's got Jose Alvarado, who is like, I watched the ACC championship. He's one of my favorite players now. And so, like, there's just all sorts of like, matchups to watch in that one that I'm just extremely excited to see how that one plays out. It's, it's going to be a good one. I think Georgia tech is another one of those teams that kind of got hot at the right moment. Yeah. We'll see if they can keep it up, especially against a team like loyal Chicago, who has been here before. Yeah. And also sister Jean on the sidelines doesn't help you. Uh, yeah. She'll be bringing her energy. And Loyola was their coach was bitching today about their seating. So they might be a little, might be a little fired up. Why would they, I mean, they're eight seats. I mean, I, I what, know. what are they he, expecting? He was saying they should have been, they should have, I guess, higher or lower or higher, however you want to say it. They should have been a better seed. Ugh, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like they're probably, considering the conference they play in, and it's not yeah, a terrible yeah, it's conference. Like, it's, it's like they ran through the valley. It's like whatever, you know? Yeah. If you're pissed at go prove it. Exactly. At least they, they, you know, they're above Georgia Tech. It's eight, nine. Yeah, I know. At least they're the, they got an eight seed. Like, that's, that's good for, like, if you're a mid major program, that's legit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, what about upsets? Obviously, are you like Colin where you're not going with any upsets or are you going to actually like man up and, and get a, and All right. a on a couple I got, I got a couple. I got a, there was, it was honestly hard for me to pick a lot of upsets in this, but I found a couple that I, I like and I'm firmly confident in them. My first one is Virginia, Ohio. And okay. to me, I think Virginia, this is, they're a very weak Virginia team. It's like they won the ACC, but the ACC was complete dog shit. And they're only Virginia's biggest win was literally on the road against Clemson. And it's like, I'm not sold on Virginia whatsoever, but then you look at on the flip side and you got Ohio and Ohio has got a kid named Jason Preston, who you probably saw as like thing on Twitter. He is so good, like so good. And when Ohio played Illinois at the beginning of the season, like they literally should have beaten Illinois in Champaign and I was sold on them ever since then. And so I saw this matchup and I was like, I really think Ohio can go in there and beat Virginia. They got the size, they got the guard play. It's like, that's what, when you, that's what leads to upsets. That's the formula. That's how it gets done. And so I really like that one. I love um, that. My second one, this one is kind of, a, I'm not as confident in this one, the Virginia, Ohio one. That's my lock. Like I'm, okay. I'm confident that's going to happen. North Texas over Purdue is my other one. I mean, I don't know about – I don't really know anything about Purdue, to be honest. I just know they're super young, and 
tall. They always have a kid that's over seven foot four and just looks exactly shit. I mean, North Texas, I'm sure they got a bunch of athletes. I'm sure they're going to pressure. And I mean, maybe Purdue crumbles. I don't know. I don't know. I could see that one though. These, this game I've heard is going to, yeah, it's going to set basketball back 50 years. I've heard because they score, they go at a glacial pace. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. It's just horrific. My last one, this one, I'm all, this is my other one. I'm, this is locked. Like, I don't even know if this is an upset really is Michigan state, but I oh, got yeah. in my bracket. The reason I say Michigan state is I have Michigan state sweet 16. And I think Michigan, I think Michigan state is going to take care of business against UCLA. And it's like, I think they're absolutely going to manhandle BYU. And I think they're going to beat Texas. I think Michigan state like Izzo's March, like he literally is March. He always comes through and there's never not been a year where Izzo hasn't delivered in March, except for that one year they lost to middle Tennessee or whatever, but that was a fluke year. But this year I'm like, they're in the tournament. They're going to want to make a run. I, I love Michigan state, bro. Sweet. 16. I will say you're very biased. You are very biased on that one, but I'm extremely biased, but I'm not sold on B- BYU is like, I mean, yeah, I, I, mean that, I got a little scared and everybody like freaks out and they get a six seed. I'm like BYU. And I'm not feeling it. No, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, the, I mean, you're right. At the very end of the season, I mean, they beat a couple different, you know, top-ranked teams. They beat Michigan. Yeah. They beat Illinois, they beat Illinois right? The yeah. The yeah. They they have shown they can play these elite-level teams. So, I and they played in probably the toughest con- conference in the country. Yeah. So, you come in now and you play UCLA, who's been absolutely uh, – how do you the say problem, it? My it, problem with Michigan State, though, time. is – I'm pretty sure for the last nine years, I've picked them to win the national championship every Ooh, single year. And it has a, not worked out once. And this problem. Michigan State team was literally so bad that I couldn't find it within my heart to pick them to win it all. I was like, I'm going to take them to Sweet 16, and that is an absolute just stretch. Like, there's a very good chance they go in tomorrow night against UCLA and just get – I don't think so. I think – I think UCLA is not that as good as people think they are. Same yeah, with I don't think so either, but just knowing Michigan state and how much they've hurt me in the past and how much pain they've given me in March, I could see that happening. I could very easily, but I, like I said, I'm sticking to the fact that they are going to the sweet 16. I am sticking to that Michigan state sweet 16 is I was getting it done this year. I actually agree with you. I actually kind of completely agree with you. I like um, it. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Eastern Washington. It came out of your my boys, your boys, Eastern Washington. All right, uh, I'm not gonna uh, lie to you. Eastern Washington is no pushover in this game. They, bro, every single guy they play can absolutely score in all three areas. They all can shoot it. They play super fast. They're they're really good. They're really good. And Kansas is like. Kansas is like going in there with like half their team. Like everybody's got Rona, I feel like, on Kansas. And like, I don't know who's playing. I don't know who's not. That could make a big difference. You're right about I, that. And like, yeah, they're all out of rhythm. And like Eastern Washington, the way they play, the way that would be like a big school, like they, the way they play, like if they get hot, it literally could be like UMBC a couple years ago against Virginia, where they just don't miss. And you're just like, oh, this is ridiculous. And they could just boat race. I don't know. I really, I really do think that that game is going to be actually be really good. I like Eastern Washington a lot. Obviously, you would know probably better than anybody because you you played them multiple times this year. I mean, I, I I mean, I really wasn't thinking about that before, but you're right. If they do, if Kansas really has that many people out, that can make such a huge difference. I really liked them though. I I think they can go farther than people think. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, Kansas. I could say that about Kansas, and then they could go out and all of a sudden be Gonzaga, and they're in the Final Four. 
Yeah. But I I I I like Ewash. I low key think Ewash is going to give them a great game. I think it's especially with no fans, just in like an open gym. Like it's going to be it's going to be good. They have a um uh, they have a red field, right? Oh yeah, they're the red, 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 red surf school. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Okay, that's I mean that's going to be a fun fact. If they win that, it's going to be one of those things people bring up in like the the second round. Like the media will will bring up and they'll you know one of those yes. storylines. You know who their most kind of you know their most famous alumni is. Hit me with it. Cooper Cup. I love it. Yeah. So that's like, great. Cooper Cup, like that guy's the that guy's the man. That's the that's the kind of alumni you have to have. You're gonna beat Kansas. Like, in my opinion, you gotta have that kind of guy repping your school. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what is you what do you think of what is your final four? What do you think is going to be the matchup come uh, April 3rd? All right, this is my can't lose final four. It's like I've never predicted the final four completely correct in my bracket predicting career. But, like, I have no reason but to believe that this is 100% going to be correct. So, all right, ready for this? Out yes. of the West, I got Gonzaga. I all just right. think it's too easy. I don't think anyone's going to challenge him. The East, I have Alabama. I think Nate Oates, Nate Oates is the kind of guy that first time he has a good team, he takes him to the final four. I love Alabama. Alabama final four. Out of the South, I have Ohio State. I think Ohio State, they showed me a lot about themselves this week in Indy in the Big Ten tourney. Like, they oh, were yeah. they were really good, like, midway through February. And then they kind of – they lost a couple games, and everybody was like, oh, Ohio State's back. They're, they're terrible again. And then all of a sudden, they came back in the Big Ten. You're like, okay, like, I could see it. I like Ohio State. Yeah. I think Ohio State's going to get back. They were the best team in the Big Ten for a little bit there, and I think they're going to get back to that. And then – Midwest, I got Illinois, and it's. I think Illinois is not. It's not even gonna be close. I think Illinois is just gonna. It doesn't matter who they play. I just. I love Illinois. Same. I think that they have. I mean, we talked about them already, but obviously, I think they have just such a mismatch up and down the court that it's it's going to be really unfair for a lot of these schools that are taking place. It's going to be really mean to Sister Jean in the second round matchup. Yeah. Uh, so I gave a different. I said on Monday that I that was not my. Final, final four. That was my throughout the week. I keep filling out different brackets as I keep evolving my thoughts on final four while I'm trying to make my way to my final bracket. Yep. So I've had this is my adjusted bracket. I think it's probably going to be changed. I'm going to have my official one out tomorrow. Yep. Uh, Gonzaga out of the West. Yep. Wagon. They're going to push through. Wagon. Uh, out of the East, I like LSU. They wow. have been on a run. I think they beat Michigan. Sorry, Buffs. I think they beat Colorado. I think they edge out Alabama. They played them so close in that SEC championship game, and I think they come back with a chip on their shoulder. Dude, I would do unforgivable things to get an LSU-Alabama rematch. I oh. would do unforgivable things. It would be really unfair because, you know, these are two really great football schools, and, of course, they are matchup in, in basketball. Just too. one of the biggest basketball games of the, of the year. They're just exactly. matched up. Uh, South, I agree with you completely. Uh, Ohio State, the way what they showed me this last week um, with so much grit and tenacity, especially playing a team like Illinois and bring them down to the wire. Yeah, uh, which a lot of teams can't do down the stretch. They play, you know. Obviously, we've talked about the Big Ten being one of the best conferences in the country. I think Ohio State has what it takes in that region, especially with Baylor being very weak. I said North Carolina last week. Last on, on Monday, I'm flipping, I'm flip-flopping. 
And then obviously in the Midwest, Illinois, they are, as we've said, a wagon. Uh, and right now, I don't think it's going to change. But right now, I have them as my national champion. Wow. You see, I, that's where I have, I have Gonzaga still. Really? I just think the recent trend in college basketball over the last couple of years is things that have never happened before happen. And it's like you look back on Virginia, first 16 seed to lose. Then they come back and they're the first team to lose to a 16 seed and then win it the next year. Then the next year, the tournament gets canceled as a whole. And so it's like, I think this is the year that the team that has not lost a game the entire season literally wins the whole thing and doesn't lose. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm someone who loves narratives. Yeah. Uh, a capital J journal. And I love the narrative that Gonzaga can't win a national championship. So that would be nice to keep that going for me. Obviously, I think they can. They're very good. Uh, but I, I, I'll counterpoint you a little bit. Illinois has come up close but short so many times in the past. That's uh, true. With that's, Dee Brown that's back true. in the mid-2000s, the flying Illini back in the 80s. Uh, them coming through and actually winning a national championship would actually be kind of remarkable within itself. But I agree with you. There has been a lot of crazy things happening the last few years. I wouldn't be surprised if that trend continues. Uh, any other thoughts? I just think that this is going to be my favorite tournament of all time, just because it's be amazing. I knew what I lost last year and I'm so ready just to be just glued to the TV that I, and like, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for the whole thing. It's an amazing time of year losing it. I've said this is my, in the past, this is my favorite month of the year specifically oh, because of March madness. This is the best sporting event uh, of the year. And this basketball is not my favorite sport, but this is my yes. favorite sporting event of the year. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. Uh, I think last year with how it ended, what left such a sour taste in our mouths yep. to be able to come back through this year. And even though it's going to be a little different, there's not going to be as many fans. It's all going to be in one location. And ho hopefully we're going to not to have COVID cancellations, fingers crossed. Yep. We'll find out. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just – I'm so excited, man. I, I've always said this. I wish they did, like, a loser's bracket. So there was just so many – like, the Thursday – it's going to be Friday, Saturday this year. But the Thursday, Friday, the first couple of days of March Madness is literally the best. You're There's right about that. 16 games on every single day, and you just, like, can't keep up. I wish, I wish there was a loser's bracket so there would be 16 games, like, every single day. Be like, even, like there's yeah. a sweet 16 you're like oh we're watching the losers bracket on some other bracket i'm like okay sweet i'm, I'm tuned in what if you turn the nit to 68 teams in the future and you Dude, just had those running concurrently i'd be down for an nit another thing i have that i really think they should do is when they talk about all these teams on the bubble i in my opinion they should literally just like they should just play it out. They should just make like a 16 team tournament and like the top four get bids. Like they should just play it out full, full seed. Like just let all the bubble teams just battle. I kind of like it, but that's kind of what conference tournaments are for in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah I, just right. wish, I just wish the bubble teams could literally go head to head. Cause that's the problem is so many times like bubble teams just have completely different resumes. And you're just like, I don't know. I'm just going to pick this team. And it just kind of just sucks. I agree. Um, Thank you for coming on, Sam. This has been a lot of fun. I know you've been really looking forward to this. We're going to have you on again soon.
for yeah, sure. I can't uh, wait. Yes. Hopefully next year you'll be playing in this tournament we're talking about right now, and it'll be something very special. That would be electric, TG. That would be electric. My man, thank you for having me. This was a this was a legendary ice cold sports debut. I'm excited. I am also very excited. This will be out tomorrow, Thursday. Gonna be great. Thank you everyone for listening. Part two preview. Let the madness begin. And this has been Ice Cold Sports. See you guys.